Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Join the Ranks, your mini ship dynasty baseball podcast for the Dynasty Guru, where we chat dynasty baseball and you win some big cake. I am Taylor Case, your host as always, and I'm here and I count that as a win. Joining me as always is my excellent co-host, the man with no dynasty equal, the most interesting man in dynasty baseball himself, Mr. Joe Garino. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. I've got prospects on the brain, and I'm ready to talk about some guys. I have no idea who they are. <laughs> I know. I I hear you, man. I'm. I think I'm going to learn some stuff tonight. I, yep. I I've got uh, my first FYPD draft, or I guess that's redundant. My first FYPD coming up tomorrow, and uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to pick Ken's brain. So, Ken. Our guest, our fellow writer, guy who writes a hell of an FYPD list here at TDG. Um, dude, how are you doing, man? I'm happy to have you on the show. I'm so stoked you're here. I'm, I'm doing really well. I, uh, it's been a long week. It's been a long month. It's been a long winter. Uh, <laughs> you go on and on. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited for spring and spring training and baseball and first-year player drafts. So... Uh, that's that's all great stuff, and I'm excited for it. Agreed, agreed. Thanks for being here. I uh, I know this has been a, a lesson in, in patience and understanding, and you're both wonderful people. And thank you for bearing with me as we work through the time zones. And I realized earlier, my wife told me that the time change is coming up, and it's just going to get oh, worse. Oh no! So thank, yeah, it's going to get it, it's going to be brutal, man. But we're going to make it through, and I'm glad that we're all. <laughs> Finally, all here in one place. All right. Awesome. Stoked that you're here. Glad to have you both here. Before we go any further, before we get into the show rundown, uh, I'm going to tell you a little about our sponsor, Fifth Element. So Fifth Element is an ultra-high milligram CBD focused on relief and recovery after a workout. It's specifically designed for people with an active lifestyle, from weekend warriors to professional athletes to bucket list gym enthusiasts to dynasty baseball dads like myself who like to schedule three or four podcasts within a 48-hour span, uh, leaving me stretched quite quite thin. But I love it, and I've got luckily I've got some fifth element to help me with it. A fifth element, a.k.a. 5E, is full-spectrum, high milligram hemp, like I said, to help you whenever and wherever you need it. Get yours today to feel better tomorrow by visiting 5ehemp.com and use the code DYNASTY to get 50% off. That's right, 50%, you heard me right, half off. Check it out at 5ehemp.com and use the code DYNASTY. That's the number five, the letter E, hemp.com. All right, let's get to the show rundown. Pretty normal today uh, with the rankings or a pretty normal schedule, although before we kind of get into the rankings and the takeaways, jumpers, hot takes, et cetera, I'll probably ask Ken a couple questions about his process, 
how he comes up with his rankings, kind of how, you know, whether he prefers bats, arms, college, high school, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's definitely going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of good stuff in this episode. So let's get right to it. Ken, first of all, how long have you been doing FYPD rankings? I'm curious. Um, well, I, I started in November, so about five months. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been playing in Dynasty for 10 years. I looked at I looked it up on uh, on our on our league history. I've been playing for 10 years. And uh obviously when you've been doing it that long, I've been doing first year pillar dress for that long too. And uh it's a big part of the of the of of your season of your team. It's the biggest, you know, influx of talent. It's a big deal. Um I think this year we have a really good first-year player draft. Uh, a lot of talent coming into the league, um, both both old and young. So we have college, lots of college players, but the, the you know the younger guys, the high school guys, there's a lot of talent there too. Yeah, I keep hearing that. I hear it's kind of a special class. It keeps making it makes me excited that this is my first kind of foray, my first jump into it. Uh, probably going to spoil me for uh all the years to come but yeah i'm excited about it and the tdg roto fyp is supposed to start i think was it supposed to start at eight o'clock tomorrow morning something like that oh i, I guess i, I guess, I guess I eight o'clock for me <laughs> yeah i guess eight o'clock for you i am also in the for this league that taylor is in i am also in it and i'm picking a couple spots behind him so um, he's going to be looking to snipe me and these, this entire podcast, I'll be trying to throw him off his rhythm. That's not cool, man. It's not cool, man. I'm just going to try to throw in like all sorts of curveballs and like make Joe's head spin, which isn't going to work, but I'm going to do my best. Um, <laughs> I'm while we're picking your brain, we'll go, a little, I mean, we'll just kind of get right into it here, Ken. Uh, cause I get a lot of discussions. I've looked at a lot of FYPD lists in the last six months or so and, it seems like rankings are all over the board and I think we'll get into that a little further when we do our takeaways. But when you do this or, or when you were, let's say you were, or when you started doing this, um, what would you say you prefer more? I mean, I see, sometimes I see bats pushed way up. Sometimes I see certain like groups of pitchers pushed up. How do you like, what's your process for moving people up and down, whether they're on the mound or out uh, at the plate? Um, I guess but best player available. You want to take the best okay. player no matter what. And you have to be able to decide that yourself. When I, when, I, when I start making a list and I start evaluating the draft class, I, I always look at it myself. I always download and, and, and look at the entire draft class and look at them myself. And that's when I start reading, you know, uh, uh, reports and, and, and other people's takes on things. But I always start, you want to you want to make that list yourself. You want to take the guy that you want. You want, you're, you're investing, you're investing in the player and he's going to, he's, he's going to affect your team. So I, I think this particular class, if you want to get bats, you have to take them early. They're not as, they're, they're not as deep. But there, okay. are, there are some special arms. Yeah, I agree. Especially a couple uh, towards the top of your list as well. Well, that brings me to my next question too then. 
Um, unless Joe, unless you have anything to add there. Yeah, I am. Um, I actually, I actually do. So like last year, um, if I'm like recalling everything correctly, it kind of seemed like the opposite was true about like the bats to arms, like ratio, I would say where you had, you know, like Jason Dominguez and Adley Rutschman and Andrew Vaughn, you had a lot of guys that were, you know, these are like, you know, per, like premium hitting prospects. And, um, like, I think, you know, you had like Nick Lodolo was like a good example of like one of the top guys, but like you could get him pretty late and it's still like a good ad. Uh, whereas with this class, like you were saying, feels like there's a lot of pitchers. And so Ken, I guess my question for you would be like, um, you know, like how important is it to you to like grab one of those arms early on? Like, would you be willing, like, I know you said take like best player available, but like, would you consider potentially like taking one of the special arms rather than like waiting on an arm and taking the bat early? Um, I get. I, I guess, like I said, like you, you want to go to, you want to go to battle with the people that you believe in. So you draft the players that you want to, you want, you believe in. Um, I like Emerson Hancock. I. I like Reed Detmers. I'll take those arms and I'm not just going to take like a bat because I want a bat. If you're, if your team dynamic, if your team dynamic says that you need a bat, then you can, you can kind of do that. But there's plenty of players here. You just want to make sure that you get a guy in this draft class that you believe in. Okay. I like that. I like it too. I keep, what I'm hearing is like, do the research and get your guys right. Which, which resonates with me. Um, in that, not, I guess not necessarily related to that, but when you, do you have a preference in this or do you see kind of a trend? Like do prep guys or college guys get pushed up a little further or is it just kind of like a case by case basis? Um, I do feel like the college arms and bats, are their their upside is being understated in the industry. So that's to say that like you're getting, you know, Moneyball was about you you, you got to take the college guys, they're safer and stuff like that. But the some of these guys are, have some pretty phenomenal upside. We've never seen three college pitchers come out throwing 97 miles an hour with four breaking ball, you know, four, three other pitches. Yeah. This never happened. The floor there, the floor there is super high. Yeah. You love, you you love that. I don't know if you're speaking specifically about somebody like Emerson Hancock, but man, he's somebody I'm really excited about in this draft. Yeah. That's him and him and Max Meyer and, um, and, Asa Lacey is like, <laughs> yeah, no, there's, they're special. Like they're, they're going to be good. They're going to be good players. And just from the limited video that I've seen of all three of them, man, I, they're exciting. That kind of leads us actually into our, our kind of next portion here. And, and thanks for your insight there, Ken. I appreciate it. And our next section here, I, I actually want to highlight the three of them, Lacey, Meyer and Hancock um, in, in your rankings, uh, you know, it's kind of, we'll get in some takeaways, in your rankings, you have them up pretty high. It looks like uh, three, four, and five 
respectively, Hancock, Lacey, and Meyer, which seems a little bit higher than other area, you know, other lists I've seen in the industry. So I kind of want to get your thoughts there. Um, is it just because uh, you think we're understating or, or um, like we're not valuing the fact that they're college arms with, with bigger or, or like deeper arsenals? Um, I, I suppose I should preface those rankings and say, you know, you're not going to take Emerson Hancock third overall. Somebody's going to want that pick and you're going to want to trade down. Interesting. Um, he's going around, he seems to be going in my leagues around seven through 12. People are going to want like Gonzalez and Veen and, and things like that. But right. He's Emerson Hancock is, uh, like I said, he throws 97, well, 95, 97. He's got a plus change. His, his best pitch is his changeup, and he has a plus slider too. And he's an easy delivery. He's not far away from being in the... In- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In the major leagues, he's going to help you really soon. And, uh, now you got me. Now you got me wishing and hoping that he falls to me tomorrow morning, man. I'm gonna have. <laughs> I think I have the eleventh pick. I think I was in fourth last. I can't, I can't even remember. Uh, so now I, I was kind of hoping that somebody like Hassel would fall to me. If I'm being totally transparent about it, I know I'm in. I'm talking to two other people who are in this draft tomorrow, <laughs> but <laughs> I love Hassel too. I did a piece on Hassel, and it's just like he's the best, the best hit tool, and everybody's worried he's not going to hit for power. But you know what? He he has a great hit tool. And the best way to unlock your power is with a great hit tool. Well, yeah. And, like, why couldn't he hit for power? I mean, how old is he? Isn't he, like, 19 years old? Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still a, a tiny kid. You know, yeah. we let him grow. And he's got him... the body to grow into muscle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll take a, I'll take a beautiful swing like that any day. And I know... It's well known at this point that I'm I'm a biased Padres fan, but man, <laughs> he's that's that swing is sweet, man. That that's sweet. Let's let's. Uh, it's not just sweet. It's it's like better than we've seen in a while coming out of the draft. Oh man, you're just like getting me all hyped. I can't I can't get my hopes up with this group though because everybody's so damn sharp. So I'm just gonna have to wait until. I'm one or two picks away and then set my cue and then move on. So uh, anybody or Ken, we'll go back to you. Do you have any just like general tank uh, takeaways for us just after doing this whole list? Um, well, I guess I should mention, I, I do have the, the college, the, the international, the, the J2 guys, even though it was January 15th, I have them ranked quite a bit lower. Um, I just have, I have a hard time looking at some BP of guys and just saying, okay, well, he's going to be a first round pick and then saying, yeah, well, 
in 2025, I'm going to be smart. But right now, if, if it was a different draft class, if it was a different year, maybe it would be different. But there's so many college guys. And like I said, I, th- I feel like they're, 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 the guys that are coming out of college, are their, their upside is understated. So right. I would just rather t- take them than to go back and, and, and wait for somebody for four or five years. I understand that you can you can build draft you can build capital. You can draft those guys and they'll get really popular and everybody's gonna want them. But you know, we're playing a game where we score points based on production. So I want that production. I wanna win. I'm I'm very much in the same camp. I can't even imagine and maybe it's just because I've only been playing Dynasty for a year, but I I cannot imagine waiting five years for a player to make it up to the majors. I just and we had a we had a discussion last week with Patrick about this, and he is of the mind, and I think it's totally valid. I actually think it's a good strategy to maybe acquire some of that capital and be able to use it to trade away, right at the mm-hmm. right time. Yeah. But man, that would be hard for me. But if you're pay- if you're trading if if you're taking say Wilman Diaz, yeah, you're probably paying a first round pick on him. So okay. I don't have him rated as a first round player, but you're probably you're probably gonna have to take a first round pick on him. And then where can he go from there? Like how do you gain equity on him? <laughs> I don't know, just hyped up BP videos, I guess. I'm just yeah. waiting for those to drop. You wait two years, <laughs> do you get two first round picks for him? And then you buy you buy two other players that won't come up until twenty twenty seven? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess uh, a counter. I guess like a counter to that. Um, like I'm, I'm not someone who usually like is high on guys that are particularly young. But um, the, you know, there's. It seems like every like 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 every year there's some type of special talent that comes up, and you know, like um, like Wilman Diaz is a guy. Like I watched, I watched him hit in um, in some of the video in some video, and he looked he looked great, and. Like he's a guy. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't mind spending a first round pick on him because, like, he looks like he could, you know, be ready to play sooner than five years from now. Like even though he's only seventeen, like you know, we have guys coming up at like nineteen, twenty. Uh, so you might not even ha- be having to wait that long. And for all you can know, you could like take a college arm who you think is like really safe because they're twenty one and they should be up in the next couple of years. And they have, you know, a year in the minors, then they start their next year, and then they have to get Tommy John, and then you're looking at a similar time frame, potentially. So I think that there's like a there's a counter to that too, where, you know, you could have a guy that comes up young, you could have a guy who comes up hurt. At the end of the day, we're all just kind of shooting darts here and we're just hoping that something just sticks. Yeah, I yeah. I, I can totally see that. Um but Five years, and if a pitcher has Tommy John surgery, he's going to be back in eight, 18 months. You could take well, your crochet, and he could be, you could take him in the second round behind Wilmer Diaz. And I, I like Wilmer Diaz. Wilmer Diaz is it's just like, he's a baseball player, and you know he's going to actually make it. You, you can watch that little bit of video, and you can know he's going to make it, but what's he going to do? Is he going to come up? Is he going to hit? 20 home runs and steal 15 bags. Do you want to wait five years for that? 
Well, something like that you could also like, um, like I, like you know, I was saying, you know, with a guy like, and that starts in the minors. Let's say, like, if you like, let's say you took like Emerson. Like a great example of this is like, like look at what's happened with Forrest Whitley. Like we were talking about a guy who was like has been seen as like he was a high this, school pitcher that was drafted. Well, he was a high school pitcher. I'm just I'm using it as a, as the example of it seems like this guy's been really close to breaking through the majors for a very long time, and he just hasn't. And he's like at first, like you know, a couple of years ago, he seemed like more of a safer bet. And then as time has progressed, it's just kind of dwindled. And so with some of these, like you know, college arms, I mean, if we look at like Hancock, Lacey, and Meyer, do we really think that all three of them are going to pan out? I'm yeah. I mean, like they're all probably going to hit the majors at some point. But do we? Th- I mean, I think that there's a strong likelihood that at least one of them ends up in the bullpen at some point. Like, but you only get one pick. You do only get one pick, but you don't know is the thing. Like you really just don't know, and like it's 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 just kind of a crapshoot. And like you can try to do like to do as well as you can. And like I'm not trying to say like you know don't prepare or like only take safe picks. Like I took Jason Dominguez at one two last year in one of my leagues, and you know like I I think that like you were saying get the best value that you possibly can because like. The flip side of the coin that I'm trying to argue is that you don't know. And so, like, you can't predict injuries. You can't predict when some guy is going to come up, you know, especially with, like, the future of service time at a new CBA. We may be looking at, like, you know, a restructuring of how players come up and how players are paid. Yeah, I I actually, um, like, I've done that. I've done that strategy. I was uh, a big Wander Franco fan fan i was in six dynasty leagues when he was drafted i got him in six dynasty leagues wow wow nice (laughs) i had him everywhere and and i'm just saying like i'm not i'm not against taking that approach but i've left two of those leagues Mm. that's a good point that's a good point yeah, I'm finding myself uh, pretty much wanting to just be in win now, either this year or the next year, on and off, because I don't want to wait that long. And uh, I'm willing to make trades. I'm willing to trade down, trade up, get the best value. I'm hoping that works out for me. I don't know if it's going to keep working out for me, but it's doing. I'm doing okay with it so far. Um, who haven't we hit so far? Joe, it sounds like we hit some of your takeaways here. Do you have anything you wanted to say before we move on to the next segment? Um, No, not really. Good I, to go? Yeah, good to go. Sweet. All right, well, then we'll st- let's get uh, some spicy takes out there. Uh, Ken, we'll start with you, man. Uh, any hot takes we got to lay, uh, lay out on the line here for everybody to uh, kind of get prepared for their drafts? Um. Well, we already talked about the three pitchers. I guess I we talked about them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I have them ranked higher than most of the industry. Um, and I believe that they're, they're, they're good investments. I have the, uh, the international science ranked lower for the, for the reasons that I mentioned. And, uh, uh, you're right. We already kind of talked about yours, uh, which makes it easy. How about mine then? Uh, mine is that Robert Hassel, the third is going to be a top 50 prospect next year, 2022. What do you think about that? Ken? I agree a hundred percent. He's, he's a great hitter. You're starting with a great hit tool. 
you have a player with a good frame in a good organization and he's he's he can he can steal bases he can so do it you're, all. you're talking to he can, he can do everything <laughs> and there's i you know what you know what i love about him is that padres didn't trade him yeah me too <laughs> me too man so it sounds like maybe this isn't as hot as i thought it was going to i think i've seen him around the 100 mark on other lists but uh so i thought jumping up the top 50 would be kind of spicy but uh maybe he's going it's not about, that big. i've been in three drafts now he's gone yeah top 10 12 hmm. no i mean like top 50 overall prospect oh yeah yeah but i mean you people like him yeah, yeah. Uh, Taylor, this this take is pretty mild on Fangraphs. So. They on Fangraphs they have Robert Hassel ranked as the seventy first prospect. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> so he, here's he my have, yeah, meager like mild uh, meager take of the day. My bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just don't get That's mad when funny. you don't get them. You're not going to get them. Oh, there, I know, I know. Probably not, but. I'll get my hopes up anyway, and then be crushed tomorrow morning. It's all good. Uh, what about what about you, Joe? Any uh, spicy takes? I talked about Wilman Diaz earlier, and I guess my spicy take is that I think he looks like a potential like top ten overall prospect. Like just looking at like him hit the ball wow. and like how like he's huge for like a seventeen year old. Like he is like he is large, and like he's got like just such a projectable frame and I feel like he can kind of move around anywhere. Like I could see him playing like, you know, anywhere on the infield. I could see him playing anywhere in the outfields and with the Dodgers, that's like perfect. Um, you know, the only concern may be that because of the Dodgers depth, they're like going to, you know, really just try and keep him down. There's no rush at all to bring him up. Um, but I, you know, maybe there's a potential that he gets moved in a deal. Um, but just looking at the video on him, I mean, he looks spectacular. And I think he's got really high potential. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. I'll keep my eye on him then, if I'm willing to wait a couple years. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's highlight a couple more people. If you hadn't read it, Ken did. Uh, there's an article that Ken did as well that kind of went along with his rankings, and he highlighted a couple guys past the top 50. And I think after reading through it, I think their names we probably want to highlight, or maybe, maybe not get 
you know, any deeper in them, but just make sure the people that are listening to the pot, you know, the podcast as well can, can hear about them. And if they have a little bit of a deeper draft, just know these names. So, uh, which one do we start with? We'll go with Michael Hernandez first. Ken, give, give us your thoughts on him. I think he was at, uh, geez, what number he was post for was like 60 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like him and everything that we're talking about Wilmer, Wilman Diaz, you can basically put on Michael Hernandez. He's just a big, long, toolsy guy going to a good organization. I mean, you don't think of the Orioles as being a good organization for, for developing talent, but they're turning it around. And uh, he's got a good, good quick swing. He has tools, and we're projecting these guys, you know. We're not, uh, it's not like, it's not like we're looking at Ken Griffey Jr. here and be like, <laughs> right. Ken Griffey Jr. is better than Barry Bonds or something like that. We're projecting these guys. Michael Hernandez has the tools to be a very good player and he's not going to cost you first round pick. Hmm. That's the kind of stuff I like to hear, man. That's the kind of stuff, especially, especially as a shortstop as well. I don't mind picking up a shortstop at pick He's probably 60. not a shortstop. You don't think so? Third, third base, yeah. Oh, just too big of a kid or what? Yeah, big, and he's got the arm to stay at third. Um, okay. And as he grows, hopefully he gains some muscle. He, uh, he no, I, I don't. You know, every everybody, everybody comes up from these from from the Dominican leagues and stuff like that. Um, even through college, they they everybody's a shortstop or a center fielder. <laughs> right <laughs> i'm noticing that i'm noticing that it's confusing to say the least they're not going to stay there so don't just look at spencer torkelson is going to try a third base that would be in my opinion a huge mistake uh, i'm curious i know we're going we're kind of on a tangent here but i'm curious why because i think he should just focus on hitting Instead of just being a good third baseman and hitting, you're saying? Well, third base requires a lot of extra effort. And being a first baseman is it's not easy. Like, I'm not, you know, Ron Washington is... Maybe we can just have one of our, our fans play first base. You can't just <laughs> You can't just play first base, but it's not the same as third base. Third base is defensively yeah. the one of the most underrated positions to play. And the people who play there, like Scott Rowland and, and, and Brooks Robinson, they're really good at it. They're high effort. Just, you know, Bryce Harper came up and they said, no, you're not going to catch. He was a catcher. Bryce That's Harper right. came up as a catcher. He's like, you're just going to play out in the outfield and you're going to hit. I want you to hit. So if they put... Spencer Torkelson over at third base, unless they have, unless they have somebody who can only play first base, I don't see the point. Just Got put it. Spencer Torkelson over on first base, let him hit, and then find a third baseman. Got it. Yeah, with these younger guys, I I keep hearing that. Just kind of ignore the position to a certain degree. Expect that if you know if you like the tools, if you like what you see, like the video you know, expect that to carry them up through the organization and then find their way onto the field 
wherever there's a spot, really. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. move on to the, the, bat, the bat will find a place. Right. Right. And I like that sentiment. That kind of makes it easier on me. You can just kind of, I can, yeah, you can just focus on what I'm seeing instead of trying to projecting where they're going to end up on the diamond. Uh, in any case, let's move to the next guy. Uh, Werner Blakely. Give me, give me some thoughts on him. Um, I guess the thing to say about Warner Blakely is, uh, on, on the, uh, the actual article, there was a video, YouTube video. And if anybody ever watched that video, they'd be in love with him. He just has this fast, quick, aggressive swing. I did watch it and you're right. I agree. <laughs> he's a big, I mean, he's, he's got a big frame, so there could be some strikeout issues, but he's fast, so that can, from a roto standpoint, make up for it. But he's he's just, he's got this fantastic swing, and we're talking after the fiftieth pick. Maybe he doesn't make it. Well, probably he doesn't make it. But I'm that's the kind of bat that I'm that I'm gambling on. I like it. Another shortstop. Another six three, hundred and eighty five pound shortstop. And he might stick it. there. He might <laughs> stick there. Oh, really? But, I mean, do you care if he's a shortstop or a third baseman or a second baseman? Not anymore. If no. If he goes, if he has 30 home runs and steals 20 bags. Oof. Dang, man. I'm, I'm drooling over those numbers. That's, that's a fantastic that's a high upside. That's yeah. That's high, and like I, I said, understand. There's, there's a good chance he never even sniffs the majors. Well, that doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're after 50, but I, we're after pick fifty. I'm not. I'm not telling you these guys are going to be fantastic. You're you're taking home run cuts here. That's true. That's true. Warner Blakely, everybody. If you didn't catch it the first time around, let's get to the next person as well. That's I believe I'm saying this right. It's Alaric Sulari. That sound yeah. right? That's the way I would say it. I, I really don't know. <laughs> Give me some. Uh, give me your take on him, because I'm trying to remember where he was at. I think you've got him ranked number seventy-three, so like way down there. I'm going to revert back to Patrick there. Um, he brought up something on on Twitter one day about hit tool is really important. It's really important for a, for a player's development, and uh, and and he has a good hit tool. And the way that the ball the ball pops off his bat, that's hit tool. He's got a he's got a He's inconsistent, but he does have the ability to do it. And uh, I trust the twins. I like the twins, and I think that they they can put a they they have some tools to work with here, and so does he. And probably not going to steal any bases. And I I would put a cap on the home run totals, but he's got a hit tool. And and I, what do I have him at seventy four? I think that's yeah. I think seventy four actually. That's pretty late. Like you're, you're That's pretty late. About... Talk about a home run cut. Yeah. Alaric <laughs> Sulari. Man, and he's got some pretty sweet like hype video that you've got here on this site as well. I kinda like it. Who who did it? Who who uh who produced uh, the video? Is it I don't I can't remember. I think oh I big text edits. Like I, I I I I've watched these videos and you know Prospect Lives puts a whole bunch of stuff out there and Prospect Pipeline and we just use it and uh, and we watch it and I'm like, 
they do some incredible work. Yeah, it's easy to get excited about it. You know, I mean, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you pumped about these players, you know. It works. All right, Alaric, keep your eye on him. Number 74, but big, big, uh, potentially big things to come. Let's get to the next guy as well, Kyle Nicholas. He's at number 76 in the Miami Marlins organization. Give me your thoughts on him. Um, He's a college pitcher. He throws in the mid to high nine. Plus. Okay. And he's got a great breaking ball. And the Marlins have shown they can teach anybody a changeup. I don't know what Derek Jeter did when he started, when he bought the, bought the team. <laughs> but all of a sudden, everybody can throw a changeup. So, um, oh, I'm a sucker for a good changeup. So that that already put that just put Kyle Nicholas on my radar right away, man. And being a college pitcher, he should be, he should be up pretty quote pretty soon. He's just he's going to be buried. They have yeah. so many pitchers now. You know, remember when they traded Yelich and Ozuna and Stanton, and it was like they can't develop a pitcher, and all they want—they traded Luis Castillo. They, they traded away. Pitching. They traded away Paddock. They traded away lots of talent. <laughs> yeah, because they couldn't develop them, yeah. and now all of a sudden it's like all we have is these these pitchers, and they just keep developing them. And I'm, I'm like, I wish the Blue Jays had that problem. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, no kidding. That's a good problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the, here's the last one. That was Kyle Nicholas, by the way, if you didn't catch it. But on the next one is uh, Alex Santos for the Houston Astros. He's even deeper at number 83. Why should people be paying attention to him? Well, he's a, he's a high school kid, high school pitcher. And uh, if you watch the video on the, uh, on the link, I didn't notice it when I, when I posted it, but it just, he has no control at first. <laughs> so he's warming up. He's warming up and he's like throwing the ball past the catcher. But he oh, has fun. very, he has very good control and he has very good spin rates. And he has these big long levers that are throwing, uh, you know, a cup, a, a, a fastball, curveball change. And he has the tools to make it. And we're talking pick 83 here. He's kind of just like a another home run cut. I guess these are all home run cuts, huh? Well, they are, <laughs> but you know, you can't, there's certain things like you can't teach command. Command is something that as far as a pitcher goes, you can teach control. You can't, you can't teach command. And, and command is like, we all know that we all go on baseball savant. We, we know the quadrants and, the pitcher knows that the hitter hits, you know, like 125 on the outer half. And the okay. hitter knows that the pitcher knows that. And when the pitcher can throw the ball at 96 miles an hour and dot that eye and then look in and say, I can do that whenever I want, that's command. That's the best. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's it's rare. I mean, not everybody can do it, but we're talking You're saying, about pick eighty six here, and yeah. and I just want to see if he can do that. But you're saying that's something he he doesn't have at the moment. Something he needs to develop. He it looks like he has some pretty good command. Oh, okay, I got you. 
All right, I was confused for a second there. And that's yeah, really no. rare for a high school pitcher. Yeah, that's always seems like a great a great place to. I mean, if you can, great place to start. If you can throw it in the right place, then you can work on your game other other ways, spin rate, whatever else. That's a great baseline, in my opinion. All right, awesome. That's good stuff, Ken. Uh, let's stay in this back half here too, and let's let's uh, talk about, and we'll get Joe back involved again. I know you, I know we've kind of buried you for a second there, Joe. Uh, let's talk about some guys in the next year or so that listeners should be aware of and should be jumping on now who could jump into like real fantasy relevance or trade value rev- relevance or spin that however you want. Ken, we'll stick with you. Uh, who should be? Who should uh, dynasty managers be targeting right now? Um, I put down the, uh, the the pirates pitchers, and that's not so much um, a lean on their ability as it is on Ben Charrington. Ben Charrington was um, he was the, the the Red Sox GM. He was responsible for drafting people like Mookie Betts and. Xander Bogarts and I mean Raphael Devers just huge names and then he got basically pushed out Um, he went to Toronto and uh, I don't know specifically what his role was or how much influence he had over their draft picks but Toronto did very well when he was there and now he's moving to Pittsburgh and he's the GM, and he started taking these guys with huge upside, like uh, Carmen. M- I'm going to butcher this name. I'm sorry, Carmen Mladzinski and okay. uh, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is a high school pitcher. He throws mid to upper nineties, and uh, he's an athletic kid. He does not have good control or command. He's going to fall. You could probably go through your entire first year player draft, and he wouldn't get drafted. But that's a mistake. He just has some really good stuff. And uh, Mladzinski is a, he's a right-hander, college guy. Really repeatable delivery. He's got a couple of pitches he can throw for, for strikes. And um, I want to see these guys develop within this organization. And of course, totally. so, Mlad- so Charrington came from Chicago and Chicago came from Boston and, and it's all it's all reverting re- back to Theo Epstein and Theo Epstein broke a whole bunch of um you know he he killed he killed some ghosts in Boston and Chicago <laughs> he sure did Definitely did. You didn't even you didn't name the the one Pirates uh, starting pitcher I thought you were going to name here in Quinn Priester. You big uh, Quinn Priester guy. Um, I I am. I know what it's going to cost me to acquire Quinn Priester. Oh, <laughs> in my leagues, people are him and uh, Matthew Allen, and Matthew Allen. I think I'm a little bit higher on. Uh, it seems like. People didn't think that he could throw a change, and then all of a sudden he said, "Yeah, I can." And now he <laughs> would be the bigger, the better pitcher. It must be nice. Just turn it on, huh? Well, 
I don't I don't know how these guys do it. I mean, I don't either. <laughs> I you got That's why you got to respect the organization. You got to respect the organization. Yeah. They get this stuff out of these guys. Totally, totally. Yeah, no, there are definitely some good players in that organization. Them and the Mariners as well. Like they're they're doing they're doing things right. Yeah, I'm really excited to see them. Like the whole team really develop over the next, you know, three four years. I think they're both going to be really good. I'm in a uh, league where I, I, I'm rebuilding. It's my fantasy team. I'm rebuilding. I have J Rod, Kalenic. I have Gilbert, Hancock. Ooh, and fancy. I'm like, why <laughs> am I squad. taking all these Mariners? I can't <laughs> just do all of them. <laughs> why not, man? They all project as above average players, right? Why not? Uh, maybe I, mean, I will. Maybe, I will. Maybe it's good to diversify a little bit, but I don't know, man. Those are four pretty solid names. What about you, Joe? You've got anybody uh, player or uh, managers need to jump on right now? Yeah, I, I kind of agree like with the idea of like drafting like players based on their organization. Um, I, like, I've talked about that in previous episodes, how there's some organizations I trust more than others, and an organization I really trust with college arms in particular is uh, Cleveland. I think that Cleveland's really good developing pitching. I, I I don't even think I have to think that. I think everyone. I think at this point it's just kind of true. They have so many good pitchers just coming in and out of there that you know they they trade one away and then two more pop up. It's crazy, you know. Uh, and so the guy that I think that some people should look out for maybe in like. You know, they're like, you know, 30-ish range. I think they could probably get him maybe is like Tanner Burns. Like, I think that he has, you know, pretty good potential to, you know, get a shot in that rotation relatively soon, especially if Cleveland isn't planning on, like, trying to compete and they keep, like, turning arms into, you know, like, future assets, I guess. If you're if they're gonna trade away Shane Bieber in two or three years, we don't really know. So like I think that there's gonna be a lot of overturn in that rotation as there has been over the last couple of years, and so that could give guys like Burns a shot earlier than expected. I like it. I like it's it. Amazing. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I just wrote it down. Just wrote yeah. his name down. I, I totally <laughs> agree with you, Terry Francona. If if there's if there's a pitcher that Terry Francona can manage, I'm interested. And Burns in particular, I think the slider command it's not just like a slider. It's a slider command that he can throw for strikes or not strikes when he wants. Great pick. Great pick, Joe. Thank you. Well done, Joe. Yeah. Well done, man. I did it, guys. <laughs> you did it. You made it, man. <laughs> wow. All right, let's get a, let's get uh, a little riskier down this list then. And uh, Ken, we'll go back to you again first. Of all the guys on this list... 
who has the most risk from your perspective or from a, a fantasy dynasty slash dynasty perspective? Um, there's a player, and he's going actually quite high. Jordan Nwogu. I'm sorry if I messed up his name. Jordan Nwogu for the Cubs. He's just... He's got this swing where he holds his bat up by his ear and he doesn't okay. swing it through the zone. He just he just drops it. It's the weirdest swing. I can't even describe it. It's kind of like a like a chop. Sounds like a swing a chop. chop. <laughs> yeah, maybe a chop, but it's fast and it's aggressive. And uh he has no torque in his in his body like He's obviously very, very strong, but he has, I mean, a lot of power comes from the, 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 the torque in the body and he just doesn't use that, but he has power. <laughs> so I would say the hit tool is just terrible, but he plays, he, he was drafted by the Cubs and the Cubs, we were just talking about like, you're going to trust the organization and they're known for drafting Anthony Rizzo and Baez and developing Baez because not everybody could develop Javier Baez. Bryant. Mm. Beyond that, Eloy Jimenez, Glaber Torres. They traded them away, but they did scout and draft those guys. That's a good and, point. And, and, and just, I think this guy, uh, Nwogu, and I'm sorry to his family for butchering his name, he could be really good, or he could be really bad. I'm I'm looking at video of his stance. Uh, my, I mean, why does he? <laughs> why does he got his hands there? Like, why are they there? Yeah, they're like they're in this really here. Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna link the video. Maybe Taylor can link this and and like the page. <laughs> but like, like I mean, like I don't know much. Like, I'm not someone who can tell you how to fix a baseball swing. Like I scout stat lines. That's the all. Cubs, I'm used the Cubs for. are. Yeah, the Cubs can do it. Sure. Yeah. But like, I look at this guy. I'm like, I'm like looking at. I'm like, what are your hands doing there? And then like he locks and loads. And I'm like, I don't. It just doesn't make sense to me. It just looks weird. Like it looks like he's got a lot going on there. But he's so, not doing anything too. Yeah, like it's a really quick, simple swing. And he yeah. Just... And the fact that he has success with it. I don't know. I I I'm probably not going to draft him myself. But if you do, he could be one of the best players in this draft if they can sort that stuff out. I I I want him to be really good because like I I, I don't know if I'm going to take him, but like I would like to see him be really good with that swing because <laughs> that would be fun to watch. Like I that would make me want to tune in for a lot more of like his at bats cuz like I really like cool batting stances and like this is like a this is such a weird like approach. It just looks See, I don't I don't weird. even think that they um I think they changed the swing. Yeah. They're going to I don't see how he can be successful with that and the, and they might just have him change it up a little bit and uh and see what he can do. I don't know that they they just let him kind of go through the minors like that and find out later that it doesn't work. Yeah, like I don't think he could hit Aroldis Chapman. Like, no, I, I I really don't think that. Like, I don't either. Like, I don't think he could do that. 
just looking at that stance. Like in the like even when like the pitch it like right, you know, he, he locks in and then I don't know. I gotta but stop watch, talking because I don't know. Watch watch how fast <laughs> his back gets through the zone. It gets through the zone really quick and like I like the angle that he's coming in at. Like honestly, like if you just showed me like the second half of his swing, of like his <laughs> plate approach, I'd be like, he looks good. But like it's just like he he has this like for our listeners, because this is a podcast, not a video <laughs> cast, he has like this like little bat swivel, and he, uh, and like that's no, like that's normal. But like the weird thing is that he almost has it like right out in front of like his face, like yeah. it's almost like he could just like looks like if his head was like on like straight, like like instead of facing the pitcher, it was facing his hands, and like he could just look straight at it, and like it's just really weird. And then he locks like back, and then it's clean, but. It just looks really funky. I don't know. All right, so we're fading Jordan Nuwagu. I'll just uh, I'll, that. Those are the notes I have right here. I think we've. I'm not even cup- fading them. I'm just saying there's risk there, and okay. there's reward. Okay. Well, then let's tell 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 me more about my take as well, because I I think you kind of debunked a little bit of what I was thinking was the problem with this guy, a big. Big flamethrower for the White Sox, Garrett Crochet, because I, I was a little worried. I was stoked that he came up last year, and then I was worried that almost immediately he had arm problems. So I was thinking he was a risky a risky pick, but what do you think, Ken? Um, well, like I said, like he could have Tommy John and still be up back before a lot of guys drafted behind him. If you have if you have bullpen concerns with him, and there are bullpen concerns, then 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 you worry about that. <laughs> but you know if 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 his floor is two thousand two thousand twenty three, and a, and one of the best closers in baseball, it's not bad. Yeah, and it's not even like I'll he looked that. like and like if your concern is like you know him being in the bullpen. He looked great, like out That's of the bullpen. Point. And so, like, if you're talking about like you know, like in a first, like with like in a first year player draft, being able to get like an elite arm out of the pen, mm-hmm. like with that has future potential for like saves or holds. That's really cool. And like he also has the potential to be in the rotation. Yes. And so, like, there's like this weird thing where it's like the worst case scenario is he's probably getting saves, and the best case scenario is like. He's he's really good in the rotation. Yeah, and he's not going to cost you first round pick. Right, right. Most likely. And I keep hearing like his ceiling is, or like the trajectory could be like Chris Sale ish, right? Like he started out in the bullpen, and then ended up being this master starting pitcher. Obviously, that's way in the future, and his absolute. I assume his absolute ceiling, right? I'm not necessarily projecting that, but I've I've heard that comp uh, thrown out thrown out on Twitter a couple times. They did do it before. That's right, they've done it before. Exactly, and that's probably where where people are getting that comp. Now, I don't want to I don't want to place that on him, mm-hmm. but uh, I I wouldn't say it's. Well, I would hope that it's not out of the question. And you're right. I like you guys have kind of allayed a little bit of. A little bit of my fear of him now is kind of making me feel better about him. All right, Joe, what about you, man? 
my guy is um I'm gonna I'm gonna probably say his name wrong, so I'm sorry in, in advance. Uh Hassan right. Kim. Hassan Kim. Kim. Yeah. We'll get better. If that's right, perfect. If it's not, I promise I'll try. So I just, I'm just worried because like I think that you're gonna have to spend like a first round pick on him probably because uh that because like something ta- like we something we're gonna get into a little bit later, but like Taylor likes Kim for the reason that like I kinda don't like him, and that's because like he's already going to be playing, and you know like I just don't know how much playing time he's actually going to get, so like if the biggest appeal of this guy is that he gets playing time on April first. Like, is he really going to get all that much playing time? Like, I know the Padres shelled out a lot of money for him, but, like, the Padres are trying to win. And if Kim comes to the majors and and his game doesn't transition well, then they're going to sit him. Like, they're not going to, like, wait around for him to be good. The Padres have a lot of depth, a lot of good players, and I'm sure that if Kim starts struggling, then Cronenworth is going to retake that position, like, full-time. Or Profar. Or Profar, yeah. Profar, that's true. They got a lot of bats there. That's true. It's, it, it, there's nothing like you haven't said anything untrue. And there's things that I, I worry about the same. I worry about the same stuff. I mean, if we're going to transition in the next part, if we, you know, because our next one was who, who, who would we want to take now if we want to, or who should managers take if they want to win now? Like the the only counter I have is is like you said they, they paid him to get over here. I still think he gets anywhere in between. 400 and 500 plate appearances um, because of that. And nobody else in this draft is going to really even come close to that this year, at least, right? If you, if you want immediate impact, right? He seems like the obvious choice to me. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't see, um, so like, let's talk about, I guess like this is a real, this is, I think this is a perfect transition into our next segment. So like a guy that I talked about in the outfielder episode uh, as a guy to maybe target later in drafts or, um, you know, just trying to acquire him before, you know, he explodes is uh, Heston Kerstad because I think mm-hmm. that he could be up in 2022. Very, like, realistically, I think that he could be up sometime really? in 2022. Yeah. I do too. And, like, I, and I think that, like, the difference, like, between, like, Kim and Kerstad, like, if I had to take one of them long term, I'm 100% taking Kerstad. And you know that he's going to get a shot because the Orioles spent like the number two overall pick on him. They're not going to just like let him let him fly, um, you know. And I think that even guys like I have listed like Reed Detmers is another guy where it's like if you're in a win now position, like Detmers is probably going to pitch in the majors in the rotation for the Angels this season. Like, I I've I watched him pitch in spring training. He looks good. He was pumping ninety four, and like the yeah, and like the biggest concerns with Detmers was that he wasn't going to throw hard enough, and he was pumping ninety four, and like that's a really good sign. And like he had the curveball working. Honestly, he looks ready to pitch on like opening day. I think that they're gonna you know send him down and give him some time in the minors, but like the Angels' rotation is very thin. And prone to injuries, especially if Otani, you know, doesn't look as good as he did the other day. But boy, didn't he look so good? Oh, man. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry about that one. It's just, I'm just, I'm kind of in this like blissful moment right now. Let me live. Um, So 
yeah, I think Detmers will be in the rotation this year. If not this year, like, you know, as long as he's not injured, definitely next year. Okay. That seems super fast to me, but I I don't doubt you. I think that that would be fantastic. That just seems super fast to me. Well, Especially look at- somebody, somebody who, with a manager who doesn't seem to, I mean, Madden isn't just like quick to bring people up, you know? Yeah. Doesn't he kind well, of have that reputation? Well, fortunately, like Joe Matt is not, I don't think he's the one deciding when guys come up from AAA. And so, well, that's, yeah. I mean, like he, he probably has some amount of say in it, but like in all of the interviews in spring training so far, like Joe, like Detmer's pitched today at the alternates, like at the Angels B, like B site or whatever. And apparently he pitched really well. And like Joe Madden was talking about how much he really likes Detmers. So I'm not too concerned about like, Madden not wanting to play him over like Felix Pena. By the way, Felix Pena might actually be good. I'm like I'm like doing some research, but um, <laughs> they, I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm just I'm I'm a mess. But um, I I like I really do think that like if the Angels are in a position to win and they need another starter, I think that they're like you know I think that Detmers could be that guy. Can you agree? I 100% do agree. Uh, I, I I think he's up this year. I don't think it's a matter of of if, it's a matter of when. Detmers has, like I said, command. And not only that, he can throw all his pitches. And if you watch some video on him, he can throw on the black, right up the rainbow over the top of the strike zone and all the way back down the other side. This is a guy that I don't care if he throws 34. I I like that he could throw 34. Um, He's, he's just projectable lefty and he's got the stuff to do it. And I don't want to comp him because there, you can't comp, you can't comp Detmers to this guy. But if I told you that, uh, you know, a college starter, a mid-range, mid-range upside, throws low nineties, good command of a curveball and a fastball, should be up soon. Who does that sound like? Is that Detmers? That was the that was the comp on Aaron Nola, and now people are saying mm. Aaron Nola is number their SP four. Wow, you can't con- you can't compare them. But you can't tell me that Detmer's just because somebody says that his floor is high, that he's not going to be good. Well, shit, I'll I'll take that. That seems like a pretty big vote of confidence. I I like that. Yeah, I like him too. And I'm getting him. I, I got him at 19. I heard somebody else got him at 22. So take advantage of that, everybody. He's good. Hashtag analysis. Fantastic. Holy crap, guys. I I feel like my head is spinning with all sorts of new information and I'm pumped about it. And I'll probably just stay up all night reading up on these guys in preparation for our draft tomorrow morning. So if I'm an absolute wreck and it takes me four hours to make my picks, well, I'm is really not our, that sorry. Is that our draft or is that... Your draft. Is that our 
the dynasty guru draft does that start tomorrow i think it starts tomorrow morning yeah Jeez. i've been drafting since november <laughs> yeah no yeah <laughs> tell me about it tell me about it man that uh that 30 team uh that 30 team league that i keep referring to on this and with 60 man rosters we made our final pick today 1800 picks <laughs> and uh I tell you what, man, I I will probably never do that again. It's a great group of people in it. And the, the chat to. the chat is awesome, but holy shit, I can't do that again. That was just that was the long I, like I literally was involved in that draft every day for the last probably for the last forty five days would yeah. be my guess. It was nuts. It was nuts. Anyway, <laughs> excellent work today, both of you. Um before we go on and I close everything out. Are you working on anything right now? Is there anything anybody needs to be keeping their eyes open for? Ken, we'll start with you because you're the guest and you're awesome. <laughs> um, no, you're awesome, man. Um, <laughs> I, I I do feel some pressure with having Emerson Hancock ranked third overall. So I am trying to put out a piece on him and I'm having mm. a hard time actually putting all my love onto the digital page, but it should be coming soon. Keep your eyes open, everybody. Also, actually, sorry. Yeah. Also, no, um, I should mention, uh, at Dynasty Guru, I, I am going to be doing um, like a minor league roundup every month. Um, we have a whole bunch of minor league stuff happening, um, but what I'm going to be focusing on is just guys that are, that are, that are getting hot, guys that you maybe you drafted, and you think that they're going to be great and maybe they're not doing so well. And maybe you want to trade them. Maybe you want Excellent. to get out. Maybe you want to, you know, maybe there's somebody that if you're, if you're winning now, you want to, you want to just grab these guys because, because they're going to be doing well and they're going to be up soon. So that kind of thing, that's going to be a, a, a monthly update that I'm going to be doing. Sounds good. Yeah, man, we got to get you on the dynasty divorces podcast, man. That would be, uh, you'd be a hell of a guest. I gotta, t- I gotta talk to Brett about that. I like. What Brett. about Brett's a good guy? He, yeah, he's a, he's a really good dude. Definitely. What about you, Joe? You got uh, you changed the name of your uh, next piece again? I did. Well, again, I've only changed it once. Oh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Taylor, not giving me the credit. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I in in the last episode, I talked about. I think it was the last episode. Um, I talked about uh, something called the Kluber formula, which is this really old idea from uh, someone, I believe it was like a Rasball article or something for like 2015 or like 2014. It was really old. Um, and I'm going to quote it. So, um, but I'm reworking the formula as I have done for the last, like for myself for the last, like, you know, like three or four years. And um, that article should be coming out hopefully sometime like this week. I'm trying to get a visual good for that so that should be going up over on pitcher list at some point and um one thing that i'm going to be doing when the when the minor league season starts so slightly before that be on the lookout for um the segment that i wanted to start and pitched and got approved last year but unfortunately there was not a minor league season for me to have so the (laughs) the segment is called the quad a dreamers and it's essentially just me looking at guys in the upper levels of the minors who are not on like the big name, like top 100, top like, you know, 
prospect lists and kind of just pointing those guys out and saying, hey, this guy could break through and be really good. Because like, awesome. you know, one of the guys, one of those nice. guys, like a couple of years ago, that was on like my quad a dreamer list before it was, you know, called that was like named Shane Bieber. And, um, another guy was like Fran Mil Reyes. Like, you know, these are guys that perform, like I, I'm like scouting stat lines in the higher levels of the minors and saying, Hey, we should point out some of these guys because they're pretty good. Maybe they should be on prospect list. Wow. Heck awesome. yeah. Well, that's a nice. That's a nice little duo you just you just dropped right there. Is that going to be on pitcher list or is that a TDG? Um, I I think it's going to be on pitcher list. I was talking to my nice. manager at Across the Seams. Gotcha about it. So gotcha. Well, I definitely want to get in on that, man. I'm excited for that. All right, heck yeah. I'm not. I don't. I'm not even. I don't know what I have planned. To be completely honest. There's so much stuff going on right now. There's podcasts, there's new articles, there's roundtables coming up. Man, there's a lot of stuff happening at TDG, just in the fantasy baseball, dynasty baseball community in general. Uh, lots to look forward to. Great to have both of you on today. Once again, thank you guys for being being patient and then being thoughtful and being awesome all the way through this episode as well, because I am... I'm just kind of out of my element for this episode. Uh, everybody out there who doesn't follow Joe Garino, what are you even doing? Uh, on Twitter, that's at Joe Garino, G-A-R-I-N-O, if you didn't already know. And and please go follow Ken as well. It's at Ken in Toronto, and that's exactly how it sounds, so I'm not going to spell it out for you. But uh, give the man a follow. He's super sharp. Guys, thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, if you have the time and means, please subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating. We very much appreciate it. And follow the show on Twitter at JoinTheRanksTDG. We really like the feedback. We've gotten great feedback and reviews as well. And uh, I don't know, it's awesome. It's awesome to get a new – it's awesome to get a new review or just any kind of feedback, really. Uh, in the meantime, too, before or in between episodes here, uh, make sure you tune in Dynasty's Child, Dynasty Divorces, and You Can Dynasty Baseball as well. Joe and I will be uh, jumping in on You Can Dynasty Baseball in a couple hours now. And uh, so I got to get some sleep. <laughs> Once again, this has been Join the Ranks. Thank you for joining us. And thanks again to the editors for uh, not pulling a plug on us. As usual, we're having a lot of fun. That's all we have for today. Be nice to yourself and be good to each other. Go get yourself some cake. Until next time. See ya.